Welcome to the Sports Events Entertainment Network, brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. I'm your host, Catherine Nero. In this podcast series, we'll introduce you to the Sports Events and Tourism Association, its partners across the country, and the great work they do together. Join us. Once again, and welcome to the Sports Events Entertainment Network, brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. I'm Catherine Nero, and today we have a very special guest, uh, uh, one that you might recognize. It is time for a Q&A with John David, the new president and CEO of Sports ETA. John, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, Catherine, thank you so much for the opportunity. Excited to chat today. Lots of really good things happening. We've talked to a lot of great people uh, in the, over the last several weeks and months in regard to sports ETA, but you're the expert on all of this. So first and foremost, let's start with a little about you. Tell us about yourself and how you got to this position. Yeah, I mean, such a great journey. I mean, first and foremost, you know, the thing I always love to share is my why, you know, and my why is really my family. I've got three amazing daughters. Uh, in various ages, uh, the, the reason why I get up every day, and of course, an amazing wife, uh, Jennifer, uh, really just a, a great team, and, and, and a lot of women just keep me, you know, driving me every day. But uh, my, my career's been, been so fortuitous when it comes to sports tourism and, and how I got here. And I actually started when I was going to LSU, I'm born and raised in, in Louisiana. When I was going to LSU, I had a student job working for the Park and Recreation Department. And I was managing the BMX track, and I, and I think like uh, like anybody out there that had, that has done events or participated in competitive events, you always want to have that national tournament. You always want to do that. And so, really, after I got the facility going in a pretty good direction, participation numbers one, I kept just pestering my park director to say, "Hey, I want a national. I want a national." And, and she finally was like, "Hey, just stop bothering me. Go talk to the Badger Sports Foundation." Uh, so I had an opportunity to go meet with Jerry Stovall, had a lunch with him, and, uh, and, he's, and he was like, why are you here? And I'm like, well, I'm doing this BMX thing, and I want to get a tournament. You know, I want, I want to have a big national competition. And, and Jerry said, well, what do you need? So we, we itemized those items, and he goes, well, let's do it, because we don't have anything like that in our market. So I worked with Jerry, and uh, we were able to go out and, uh, and secure a national BMX tournament. I actually drove 18 hours to Akron, Ohio, to a BMX national event and met the CEO, knocked on the window of the registration booth and said, hey, here's my bid book and uh, and turned it in. And we were awarded the event and really within about six months of hosting that event that we won, I was hired by the governing body uh, of BMX. And, and that's where I spent my last 23 years. And during that time frame, we got heavily engaged you know, within, uh, you know, the world of sports tourism. And that was one of my, you know, my missions was to really understand this space, was to get heavily involved in it. And we went from from owning and operating about 30 events in a year to, to over 80. And so it became pretty robust. We were dealing with 80 different DMOs, you know, every single year. And really those relationships that we've built along the way. And I served on the board of Sports ETA for, for 11 years. I'm, I think I've got Mike Price or I, one of us is, is top one or two there. But uh, that's how I got here. And, and I think it's so funny because from the time back when I was 18, 19 years old to today, it, it's just a unique path. And I, I really, I just feel like I was meant to get here. And now that you're here, let's talk about this. Where do you see the sports tourism industry right now? Obviously after the pandemic, things were you know a little uneasy for a while, but everything seems to be going in one direction now. But where do you see it uh, as you take the, the helm of sports ETA? 
I, I think we're honestly positioned probably in the best place we've ever been. The relevancy of sports tourism is at the highest level we've ever seen. And, and it's to your point, I mean, I'm so proud of the entrepreneurial and the competitive spirit of all of our membership because they didn't just sit back and wait. They said, let's get creative. Let's find ways to host sporting events. Whether you are a rights holder or whether you are an industry partner or a destination, they stepped up. And because of those efforts, that recognition of who and what we are and what our importance is to a community never had a light shined on it so bright. And so I, I think we're in a phenomenal position when I'm talking to so many of our, our membership that's out there. What I'm finding out uniformly is those staffing levels are starting to come back up to a normal and, and a sustainable pace. Funding, because you know ADR is at such a high rate, the funding is starting to come back fully. So I think we're positioned in a great place. And I think when we look at you know, sports ETA and what our role is in our four pillars, that really means that we've got to be razor, razor sharp, you know, and laser focused in how we service those members to propel them, you know, with this newfound, you know, uh, you know, newfound relevancy within the industry. You mentioned that creativity and uh, the way really everybody involved, locations, CVBs, rights holders, you name it, had to kind of pivot a little bit. Now that we are past all of that and looking ahead, what are some new ideas that kind of uh, interest you when you start thinking about sports tourism? You know, the, the technology side for me is really, really fascinating. First of all, I mean, everybody's seeing what AI is doing, ChatGPT. I mean, that's the next disruptor, if you will, within the marketplace. I mean, I recently read a report from Longwoods that stated that 14% of travelers have recently used ChatGPT specifically in helping plan travel. So what that means to the marketplace is really, really intriguing and making sure that our membership you know, has educational resources to go to, to understand what the impact of that type of technology can be. I think that's the first thing. I recently did an interview uh, in regards to technology and what those transitions can be. There's some really interesting stuff. Visit Milwaukee is doing something with, with NFTs, with non-fungible tokens, that it's extremely innovative and exciting and different. So I, I think technology and, and how we are going to evolve, what that's going to mean for our membership organizations, you know, like a USA BMX or a USA Gymnastics and the integration there from ranking systems and so forth, but all the way into how we're booking our hotel rooms. And you're seeing some major, major shifts along those ways. And as an association, you know, our job is to understand those trends, be ahead of it and have great education, you know, for all of our membership to really guide them through those processes. We, you know, kind of as you've taken the helm here, let's talk about your role and your kind of theory uh, as a CEO. What do you think is the most important skill that a CEO can have? You know, over the years, uh, that's such a great question. I mean, and I, and I love it because over the years, it really makes me thinking about as you evolve. And, and I think every CEO is going to have a different answer. For, for me, the honest answer is listening, you know, because to do everything that you need to do, mm -hmm. you must first listen. To create great strategy, you need to understand what's needed. You know, to do all of the different functionalities and create those great leadership key points, I mean, you must first listen. And for us as a membership association, it's listening to our customers. It's listening, you know, you know, intentionally to what they're asking for and what they're needing. It's listening to the industry, listening to the trends that are occurring. So I really think that that's the first step of it all. And I think if you can be a good listener to staff and to membership, it can take you down the right path. So as you look at the sports CEOs out there, who do you 
look at and go, that's that's the one I most admire? Or is it like a kind of a conglomeration of many? It, it, there's a lot of them. I mean, first of all, you know, I, I love, you know, we had a chance to listen to to Greg Sankey from the SEC. Uh, I mean, I was so impressed hearing hearing how they navigated the challenges of COVID and they went through that. I mean, and that's innovative. You're seeing the competitive you know, space with NIL and everything else there that I think is extremely challenging. So I've been very impressed with an SEC guy, obviously. But I got to tell you, I had a chance to go to Destinations International and I listened to Cynthia Marshall, the CEO of the Dallas Mavericks, the NBA team. And when I tell you blown away, I mean, uniformly, anybody you talk to from the conference, when they said, what was the highlight? They said Cynthia Marshall. And she's one of the most dynamic humans, bar none, you know, the first ever African-American female to, to run an NBA team. But but all that aside, I mean, just a human that was just amazing and dynamic and exciting in, in her path and the way that she so humbly navigated her career was beyond inspiring. And so I, I would say, you know, my new favorite is has got to be Cynthia Marshall. You know, all of us get into the world of sports because we love the world of sports. You mentioned uh, your uh, uh, history in Baton Rouge and that you're an SEC guy. So let's talk about this. What are the what are the teams? What are the leagues? What are the organizations that you follow as a sports fan? Yeah, I'm, I'm college football first. You know, college football, and again, probably that SEC upbringing. Uh, and, and of course, that's the LSU Tigers. You know, so my, my shameless Go Tigers plug. Uh, when you sit in Baton Rouge for a home game, it's a cultural experience. When you tailgate for a home game and you meet no stranger and just that, what that does for a community, I think that's very much the type of person that I am. You know, I love that. I love getting people together. I love that shared knowledge and that shared opportunity, you know, just to grow together. So college football first, you know, love professional football, big Saints fan. I'm, I'm now a, a huge Cincinnati, you know, Bengals fan because of Joe As Burrow. Be. We yeah. got some great LSU Tigers, <laughs> right, right? We got some great LSU Tigers that are over there. So I love that, you know, uh, and of course, yeah, I'm a, a Diamondbacks fan, but really just in general, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of sports, you know, I mean, I, I am a fan. I always have been from day one. You know, I probably spend way too much time, you know, uh, consuming sports, but but I, I love it. I, I, the women's final four this year was one of the best, you know, that I've ever seen. You know, I, there's so much excitement going on with women's sports right now. So in general, those are those are my top picks. But but all in all, I love them all. Uh, you uh, you know mentioned the the length of time that you've spent on the sports ETA board. So you've seen this from that perspective. Now that you are the president and CEO, what can we expect? What are your the things you're going to be looking at to do with sports ETA over the next say five years? Well, and I think to, to to really answer that, one of the best ways to do is to explain some of the wins that we had with BMX. You know, once we mastered what it meant to be in the sports tourism world and hosting events. We started taking a very different approach. We started looking at sports ETA and our participation as a way to grow our sport as a whole. And it was so funny because when I would go and make my appointments, I'm like every rights holder, get through those 52 appointments. I would actually, so we started targeting people who didn't have BMX tracks. Hmm. And it would be hysterical because people would sit down with me at the table and they'd be like, I don't have any facility <laughs> that can help you. Why am I here? And I would point to them and say, that's exactly why you're here. You're here because we know that your town will be a phenomenal town for a BMX track. What I want to do is work with you to master plan that, and then we will backstop those, you know, that facility with major events. And when this started working, Catherine, it was amazing. Mm. Because not only were we hosting great events, 
but we were growing our sport by developing facilities that were partially funded by the DMOs or partially funded by the Parks and Recreation Departments, but through sports tourism. So that's one of the things that got me so excited. So I think when we're looking at moving forward in the direction the organization's going is how do we take those key learning lessons? How do we shore up those rights holders? Because you know what, in, in the world of being a rights holder, we're the entity that provides education. Mm -hmm. So when I look at major opportunities that we have, one of the biggest things I truly see is this opportunity to deeply educate rights holders because if they can host better events, if their housing system can be better, if they grow, everything else grows with it. So I think that's one of the major core principles you're going to see moving forward. I think I think really a, a more meaningful relationship with the National Recreation and Parks Association. Our park systems are such a vital component of sports tourism. I come from a parks and recreation background. We just had a call recently with the CEO of the NRPA, and, and we can't wait to start strengthening that relationship. So to me, when I look at it, you know, I, I, I very I so simply see this bicycle wheel. Sports ETA is the hub, and that's our sports commissions, our DMOs, our rights holders, our parks and recreation, our facilities, and then taking another step, you know, even a deeper step into school systems. You know, often not whether you're hosting college events through NCAA, you know, or other types of events, you know, events that occur within school systems is something that's becoming more and more, you know, prevalent within what we do and what our ecosystem is. So really completing that circle and strengthening those areas is where I see the greatest need within the association and what I'm excited to work on. Any last thoughts uh, for those watching and listening as to what we can expect over the next 12 months or just in general? Well, one, I would tell you that being on the inside of things now, I'm so incredibly proud of the staff that's here. This team cares. They care deeply and they want to do terrific for the association, most importantly for the membership. So I'm really enthusiastic about that. We have an incredible board that is highly engaged. But the biggest thing I would share with everybody it is your involvement and your support of Sports ETA is critical to the success of the industry. You know, we're a, a complete 501c3 nonprofit where, where your support, your sponsorship allows us to go right into the bottom line of supporting research projects and things of that nature that are meaningful and better education for you. So support is critical. But the biggest thing I would tell the membership, engagement. Get involved, be involved, call me directly, reach out to me directly, shoot me an email and, and we'll find a great place for you where we can plug you in and let you have meaningful engagement within the association. But we only grow by working together and collaborating. And I'm just, I'm so humbled and thrilled to have this opportunity. And uh, I promise all of our membership, the day in and day out, your staff is working as hard as they can to, to create meaningful connections, to create quality education, unbelievable resources, and of course, great networking opportunity. Excellent. John David, the president and CEO of Sports ETA, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you guys for joining us for the Sports Events Entertainment Network brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. Until next time, I'm Catherine Nero.